saying. This isn't funny. No, of course not. Jan has a real honest-to-goodness personal and professional dilemma. You know, on my mother's side, we have a few dark sheep. Excuse me? Lepke. Who's Lepke? Louis Lepke, bulk halter. You know, murder incorporated. My mother's uncle was Lepke's real man, his driver. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Those were some tough Jews. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into the greatest show honored. It's the Hard Luck Show. And we're at the Pico Youth Center in the city of Santa Monica today. Shout out to the people of Santa Monica. Sitting across from me, it's my mad Indian partner. Chumahan, Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian. And I got three motherfucking tickets to paradise once again. Let this roll. Come on. Yeah. Put up the sound. Yeah. Let's get the vibe going. Wake your ass up. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. You know what? Now, I have beautiful music is being played by no other than our audio genius. That's right. Oh, blue eyes. That's right. Don't get exclusive. Hey, you know what I like in my eggs? You know what I like? A little green onion. A little green onion. A little green onion. Sean Lewis certified audio professional engineer for the Hard Luck Show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. Four-man crew today, you guys. And you know who that is? Scatman. Big Pig Mike. I'm the Scatman. This is DJ Scatman, Big Pig Mike. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Better that that and all that. Better that that. Sugar levels are low, so I'm trying to kill myself. But yeah, Scatman. Hey. All right. It's looking cracky. <laughs> How we doing there? How we doing? Do good, man. Do man. Do man. Doing good, you know. Fuck one. Fuck one. Hey. What's up? Uh, so, um, we were looking. I talked to Blue Eyes, and I oh. was like, uh, "Hey, man, if you could do any motherfucking show, all right, Chumahan's out of the way. Steve's giving you permission. All right." What the fuck would you do a show on? What kind of show would you do? Right. What do you want to talk what about? What are you thinking about? You crazy little fuck. You crazy. You fucking blue-eyed Ukrainian. fuck. Right. right. So he turned. He didn't even hesitate. What did he say? Popped out of his mouth. Cinnamon. Wow. He's really on a fucking Cinnamon. Cinnamon trip, he likes huh? Cinnamon. Yeah, Cinnamon. He loves Cinnamon. And wants to do a show on Cinnamon. He wants to do a show on Cinnamon. And he didn't even hesitate, right? I don't. I think I would go as far as to say... 80% of the people listening yeah. don't know what Synanon is. Is, right? They know what Cinnamon is. But they don't know what Synanon is. No. So here's the crazy part. Do you know who actually came up with the quote, today is the first day of the, the rest, rest of, of your, your life? life? Do you know who no, said No, but you see, that's what I'm saying, because that's engraved when you walk into the doors of Walden House. Right. Francisco. Really? That. Really? Yes. Is it? That's engraved. Yeah. Right. I have a picture next to it. Charles Diedrich, right? Dirterich Diedrich. I think it's Diedrich. He's the guy who founded Synanon. Yeah. 
All right. And he's the guy who actually wrote, today is the first day of the rest of your life. That's where that fucking comes from. I should really call Eddie Berto. He used to work there. Too bad we don't have that online. We need to get that so we can have people call in. But and then and then and then and then I talked to Sean about it, mm-hmm. and I don't know why he does this a little bit, but like I go, he goes, you know what we should do is we should go on location and do a recording like where Sinanon originally was. Right here. Do you in know Santa what, Monica? Yeah. Is that where it is? Yeah. Do you there's know? a big old fucking place that they turned it. I think now it's a hotel. Del Mar. And, all right on the beach right here. Yes. Yeah. The Del Mar actually was losing money, and Diedrich and the Synanon motherfuckers had a dang of cash, and they bought that plus a storefront in Santa Monica and some strip mall. That's where it started, right? And uh, Sean was like, well, It wasn't a strip mall. It was a third street promenade. Fuck. Which in, in, in was an rea- outdoor street mall. In the no shit. Yeah. Holy fuck. I didn't know that. streets. And Sean was like, hey, maybe we should like go over there and get some like audio and some real whatever. Walk with Steve. And we'll say like, hey, we, we happen to just go get lunch and we just happen to notice. And I go, why are we always happening to notice? Why can't we just be straight? And right. Say, shit, we could have lunch at Shutters. It's right next door to fucking. Dude, I've got some of the best. Building. When, hey, when I was speaking of Synanon. When I was working at one of these Fukakta fucking sober livings up in Malibu. Fukakta. Yeah. Uh, I got one of the greatest Coke fucking whore run that ended up in shutters stories ever. Wow. I'm talking about a guy named Harold the Duck. Harold the Duck. He's called Harold the Duck because when we were up in this sober living, right, I'm the manager. Harold the Duck was a rich, fat cat lawyer slash drug dealer out of Canada, allegedly. And he was up at this sober living to get on the straight and narrow. But he had so much fucking cash that he bought just to be in this area a neon green Lamborghini to park at the sober living. And he had decided to do Botox injections oh, in his God. Canadian lips. And they looked like he had like kissed boiling water. They were all red and swollen oh, and looked like no. a duck bill, which is why I called him Harold the Duck. All shiny. <laughs> it looked like they were about to pop. All right? shiny. Right. So then he hooks up with a young kid who's also at the sober living, a surfer. Kid's only 20. Got a DUI. Trying mm. to straighten it all out. One of right, those deals, right? right? Somehow these two jamokes, right, in the middle of their sober living journey, partner up. And Harold tells him, he's like, kid, I got a gang of cash. Let's blow this popcorn stand. I'll let you drive the Lamborghini. They rent a room in shutters. Little Michael is fucking flying down PCH, right, to shutters. They fucking get a they get a they get a fucking hotel room. And the first thing Harold the Duck says is we need fucking Jack Daniels, Coke, and whores. <laughs> I like this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, and like Surfer Mike's like, I don't know, sir. This sounds a little wild. He's like, listen, kid, when you get on a run, a real run, you go all the way. And so he gives the kid an ATM card. To this fucking rich Canadian's bank. He's so rich mm-hmm. that he tells the kid, find the hookers, give them my ATM card. Here's the pin, right? And let's just take out some money. And, of course, they maxed it out in 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. They had Coke. They had Jack Daniels. And before you know it, they had two twin Asian whores in the shutters, mm-hmm. right? Windows closed. Fucking curtains shuttered. It was like a cave in there. And Harold was naked, whacking off by himself, nothing happening, with Surfer Mike crying, locked in the bathroom. And the, where, are the, where are the hookers? The hookers are giving Mike therapy on television. Oh, the <laughs> bunch of bullshit, dog. All right, this story is pissing me off. <laughs> so, so all that to say is, is this recovery industry, mm. which was in part started by Synanon, yeah. It's chock full of that kind of fucking malarkey. <sighs> and this Charles Diedrich, right? He um, he started sitting on Sean. And Sean said, all right, I got to do research. I got to get into it. 
And uh, I'm trying to figure out what um, what research you did, or give us a little outline, some some clips, some things you watched to give us an idea of where we would go with the Synanon show. Um, no, I just started. I mean, I'd love to do a little bit more research, maybe watch some documentaries, dig sure. into the the stuff. I just listened to a couple podcasts and. And what That's did you pick up? Give us a little herbal. I mean, it's essence. way, way deeper than I ever expected. I mean, you think that a lot of people listen to or uh, read about the shenanigans that uh, what's that? L. Ron Hubbard Scientology. They got their whole shtick from Synanon. Bro, they, Scientology got their whole shtick from Synanon. They they ain't got sure. nothing on Synanon. Right. Synanon was one of the biggest landowners in Santa Monica. They were worth at 1.40 million motherfucking smackaroos back when a dollar was a dollar. Dude. I, I love it when you get overloaded, bro. It's like, ah, I get crazy. So like, I'm like looking through all that. Now, who did you say has some information? Did you ever run a up against? A couple people. Uh, no, but uh, my mentor, Wayne Garcia, went through Synanon. And, you know, he's a program director of the biggest. So he understands behavior, their whole model and how it went down and where it started. But Esteban's father, Heriberto, he was actually a member of Synanon. What? Yeah. He was there. He lived there. He actually trained there. there. Oh, yeah. He was one of the instructors that was paying people like five bucks a day to bust their ass and work on fucking, (laughs) you know, local farms and like a whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah, I, I have some people close to me that were. I told him I, I would ask Wayne Garcia if he'd do a Zoom show with us and, and give us the whole real history fantastic. of all of it. Because I'll tell you something, man. This he knows is- about the whole sitting in the corner with a dunce hat on and walking around with a necklace saying I fucked up for a week <laughs> and all that shit. Like behavior mod stuff. And- well, I'll tell you something. Um, when, I, when I started looking into Synanon and this guy Charles Diedrich who started it, and he started it, I want to say like maybe around the 50s, late 50s, right? And he was an alcoholic. And his dad was an alcoholic. His dad died in a fucking alcoholic crash. That's how Charles Diedrich came in. Mm. All right. And then this guy had like, he came to Santa Monica after a bunch of failed marriages and failed attempts to be a fucking beach bum. That was his whole thing, right? He gets down here. He walks into AA, and they have these AA meetings going nonstop around that time, right? And he does all the speaking shit, gets on the speaking circuit. Of course, he gets all his attention, sunshine blowing up his ass. He starts getting all excited about it. And so what does he do? And this was at a time when AA wasn't allowing drug uh, addicts and right. stuff like that, right? And this is kind of where you start to get this kind of like maybe split. Of NA and all that, right? Yeah. Well, this dude started doing what they called seminars or symposiums at his apartment. And they would talk and they would do this thing called like the game, right? And, and they would do this thing called the game. And what it was was... Everybody would get in a circle and just talk mad shit against each other. All the secrets and lies and all this shit. Yes. And it was like a bunch of fucking addicts and heroin dudes and whatever, right? And they'd get in it. And everybody got so into it that he was eventually able on 33 bucks a month. Big pick Mike, you all right? Okay. 33 bucks, open up and start in that that little strip mall that you said now is the promenade he got his little rental over there to start his own thing not aa start his own thing right and i think they wanted to call it like the tender loving care fucking thing and that was already taken so they combined symposium or seminar with anonymous and came up with the name synanon s-y-n-a-n-o-n that's where it really starts. And in the beginning, like everything, it starts out sort of like um, like a support group, maybe. And now, Sean, like, I mean, when you read about the game where people would sit around and, and fucking criticize each other and scream at them, what, what did you go through? What, did you, what came up for you? Um, it reminded me of something I had been through. Which was what? Uh, which was a leadership, I won't say which one, because I don't think we're supposed to give up game on what they actually do there. Right. 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 So uh, um, a specific uh, exercise. 
from a non-specific leadership group in which you talk about your bullshit and then they call you out on it. Mm. And you know you have to take it. You got to sit there and take it, don't you? Yeah, they break you down, bro. Break you down. They break you down. But, right, and eventually, like, I guess Synanon goes from just kind of like being that to eventually becoming a weird fucking cult, an authoritarian cult. Mm. They make people shave their heads. At one point, he was trying to work with the youth, but they were called the punk squad. Mm-hmm. And the punk squad wasn't listening to him and told him to go fuck off. So then he started saying no more kids and he started sterilizing, sterilizing, women. sterilizing women. Vasectomies for men. Yep. No shit, bro. That's no fucking made up shit. That's real. What the fuck? And this guy. How you sterilize a woman? I mean, you cut out her fucking ovaries. That's how you do it, homie. Fucking cut out her ovaries. And they had people doing that. And what they were oh, doing God. was. People would show up all fucked up. Like, for instance, one of the guys that's the key expert on Synanon, he's na- his name is Paul Morantz. Paul Morantz is a journalist and an attorney. And he started out in the very beginning, and he wrote a definitive fucking book about this because he sued Synanon on behalf of somebody else. On behalf of who? A husband whose wife, had some kind of psychological issue and at that time went to seek help at whatever hospital is down here. Someone in the hospital told her, we can't help you, but you know what? And gave her a referral to Synanon. She went to Synanon. She went in and they gave her like a tranquilizer, shaved her head and sent her to Marin. And before this husband could even figure out what was going on, she had been brainwashed, shipped out and moved away. And when, and when she, listen, and when she, and when her husband was trying to get in contact, Synanon people wouldn't let him know where she was. Then when she was like, where's my husband? He's like, well, he already knows what's happened to you. He signed off on everything. So you're stuck with us now for the next year. So this guy, Paul Morantz, sued them and eventually won, right? Won, brought out all their shit. And we're talking, bro, at one point, Synanon, Charles Diedrichs, who, who, who pleaded no contest, no low contender, to putting a rattlesnake, uh, like, I don't know, like three-foot-long rattlesnake mm-hmm. into Paul Morantz's mailbox. I remember this on the news, man. What's the biggest motherfucking story? I remember story. this on the news, bro. And they had cut off the rattler so it wouldn't rattle. And when he reached his hand in, the fucking snake bit him and he had to go to the hospital. And so and so on that right there, they started to fall apart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, they had also won a legal victory at some point. And this is what gave Scientology the idea. Please. They won a legal victory allowing them to be considered a religion. Right. And now they were no longer being taxed by the IRS. And... The model of recovery that they set up was like this. And, and Steve, let me ask uh, no, you. I'm listening. Let me ask you if you actually recognize this, this model of business, this business model, all right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. An addict comes in to a house. The addict gets sober. The addict becomes an intern. The addict eventually becomes a drug counselor slash employee. The addict eventually relapses and comes back in as an addict, intern, employee, relapse, addict, intern, employee, relapse. Does that sound like anything you've ever heard before? Yep. Yeah. I don't know what kind of business model, but I've heard it's the treatment business model. Think about it. What, where in what business can you reset someone's promotion and pay rate when they go out and relapse and they come back in? That's a built-in customer base slash almost indentured servitude where somebody can't get out. And I got... Right, 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 right. And I got countless examples of people in my life where at one point they were giving people advice. They were monitoring. They were the sheriff. Yes. And now they're back down to nothing. 
Now they're back down to starting over again. And they went and tried to get their kid. By the way, you work in the business. Is, is there anybody ever talked to you about these KDAX and these Schmanschmacks? It's like me and my son were talking about, and they're really archaic. That's like an archaic thing. Everybody's got one. Okay, and yes, you kind of need one. But if you really want to help people, go become a therapist or go, you know, get get a real degree, you know, if you're really going to get in. But a lot of people have the KDAC, and I get it. What's what's KDAC? Cal, uh, a drug and alcohol. Uh, no, like a certification. It's, uh, or red line. Red line at Shell. Red line. No, I'm all good. Okay. So yeah, KDAC, right? So, I got money. So 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 this is what California drug and drug and alcohol counselor and bro, I can't I cannot tell you how many people I know that even even our friend Conchetta that came in and talked about the meth rugs and selling and beating Costco out of 300 grand. Even she did that whole shtick. She Patrick Hollick's getting a fucking KDAC right now. Patrick Hollick is getting it. Imagine that. Imagine good old Patrick, you know, uh, working with your addict daughter, your addict <laughs> teenage daughter, right? Trying to help her see the light, have fun in sobriety. You need to have fun in it. Dude, I've seen so much weird shtick in the sobriety community. Uh, like, you know, guys that are like. We're rooting I, for you, Patrick. We know you're going to help a lot of people out there. Of course. Mm-hmm. But anyone who says different says different. We need to have him on the show. Uh, we need to have him back. Yeah, we do. He, last time I talked to him, he was over at the Chateau Marmont going nuts. So we better have him back. Better. Wait, so, wait, wait, wait. Why did Patrick Hollick... How, wait a minute. What? Patrick Hollick How did he get to the KDAC? Lot, he has a lot of time. Sobriety time. He does? 20... Yeah, like 20... Almost 30 years of sobriety. Yeah, bro. Yes. He got sober working for me and Estevan back at Joker. Okay. He was sober back then. Anyways, he has a lot of sobriety time. He's been around a lot of these treatment places. And somehow he got somebody asked him to speak at a treatment center because he had time. And then they asked him to come back. And then somebody was like, "Hey," and he was like, "Hey, you know what? This kind of this kind of seems uh, easy because I'm already in recovery." And uh, I think a lot of people think like that. Sure. I'm already in it. I'm already in it. And I think that for some people it does work like that. They kind of take that and and they roll with it. I don't know how many people are ending up in that world that aren't addicts or in recovery, though. There's a very small percentage, bro. Yeah, I guess, but I got to tell you, when as mm. soon as I hear that, uh, not to Patrick, obviously, right. he's, a, he's a, a, a tiger of a different stripe. But just generally speaking, when I hear that, because I've been in that world for mm. so long, I almost invariably am like, man, sound good. Sounds right. like a, doesn't sound right. Sorry, you know, that, mm. that doesn't sound right. Like, even with Conchetta. I mean, God bless Conchetta, right? But I'm telling you, she was running a sober living when she only had two years under her belt, bro. Think about that. Yeah. I hear it. I also know some people that it fits very well for. My mentor, Wayne Garcia, being one of them. He came in from prison and 36 treatment centers. And he is the guy in California, the program director for the biggest. Now he didn't do AA; that wasn't his thing. That's interesting. But what do you mean? He he they they kind of pushed the graph, the graph technique of uh, they call it the graph, and it's uh, balanced life. It's the whole thing about taking life as a pie, yeah, and it's split into pieces. The yeah, fuck? this is the first time I heard of this. Yeah, it's, the it's graph. Been, it's been around thousand years before AA. And it's called the graph, and and you split your life into like a pie, and this much is spiritual, this much is service work, this much is educating yourself, this much is, you know, a family, and and like and you build this life, and you try and have a balance, and that will sustain. But it has all the key pieces of like a, an AA in a way, but you don't go making amends, and you're kind of taking your life and balancing it out, and adding all the different things you might need, and that's kind of like what he promoted in Walden House. So he didn't do the AA thing, but he came through and was like, you know, got the KDAC, was running groups, and but and then when he got his next license. And, and now he went yeah, but how long, how long has he been in the 30, deal? 30 years. Right. So He's been working in treatment since the day he got into treatment. Right, right. So now, for not, every, a lot, for, not, not a lot of people, but for him, that worked. 
But for every Wayne Garcia, so, so see what I mean, though? Like, in a certain sense, when I hear that, right, but he's been doing it for 30 years, now I can see, like, well, that's that guy. That's This is what he wants. This is what he's passionate about, right? right? That was his thing. Right, and that makes sense. But I'm also, right, in a situation oftentimes where I hear a lot of young people or middle middle people that come in with that same talk, but I'm like, you don't know what's involved to do it for 30 years. You're, you're saying that some people are saying they want to do it because it's easy or they yeah. already feel like they're in. Right. And they, they, they can just get money like this. Right. Opposed to, I really want to help people. Exactly. And, that, yeah. and that's of hard. Of course. And in L.A. especially. In L.A. for a thousand percent. This guy's Synanon. By the way, Synanon, when, when Charles Diedrich was doing it back in the day. Right now it's like. Now it's kind of like obvious to everybody, right? But back in the day, this was like a brand new, this was like a phenomenon. In fact, Charles Diedrich thought he was going to change the world. Drink one of these. He kind of did. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I told you, no more energy drinks. I drink coffee. Oh, fucking scared all of a sudden. Not scared. Not scared. How about you? No, I'm good. Listen, I don't need it. But listen, yeah, you, do. you need it. Motherfucker. <laughs> you're refusing what you need. <laughs> Steve, is, I want, join me. Just you don't need it. Okay, come on. I get that, but join me. Do you want it. me to act like I'm drinking it? No, I want you to drink it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. Ladies and gentlemen, what's I'm going good. on right now is there's some energy He's drinks going push on. It on Redline. And if Redline, if you're listening out there, you guys should be sponsoring me. Fucking drinking your shit for free. Send me a case of Redline. Right. Send you a case of Redline, care of, hard luck show. And, and and to be honest, you guys, if anybody's listening, if you have a product, you should be sending us a bunch of it. Right. Ask no questions. We're supposed Send to be some. getting some fucking mail enhancements. Every day stuff should be being delivered to us. Sure. Like people trying to get their shit on, on our show. Dude, I we should be getting cases. Where are you at? Red Bull. Right. Uh, uh, Rachel Red Bull. Right. We would like to come aboard and have right. shit all the time. Ivan Impossible Burger. Impossible Send them burger. your fucking, I'm a vegan. I'm fucking talking shit up right now. Uh, House of Pancakes. Right. We would love pancakes to right. to the show every right. Saturday morning. Exactly. And we speak about you. Right. House of Pancakes. So, all Hey, that. Sopa. What was the f- Sope? The Sopes from that fucking thing that we went to oh, Mr. Yeah. D was that? Send that in, Sope. Sope Sam. Send it on down. 1800 care of. Big Lux. I mean, Buck and uh, uh, Spreads, they gave us a whole bunch of stuff. They, they? sure did. The they sure and they're did. not even blowing up, you guys, and they looked out. So Redline, all you other guys. Yeah. Starbucks, you could throw us a coffee. Starbucks, sure. pay your way. Jesus Christ. Can you drain any more money out of the economy, Starbucks, for some fucking coffee? Can you at least do your part? I know that when we're putting on fucking facial shit, we're using pulpo, oh, beard oil. The greatest. When we're wearing clothes, we wear Supermax and fucking cookies. Right? Absolutely. And when Sean's rolling blunts up, yep. he's only doing it That's with right. vibes. Right. And when he's doing shrooms, it's cookies, caps. It's caps. Right? So all this stuff's coming in the door for us. Where right. are you guys at with right. it? Are you sending? Are you trying? Dude. That's why we're not wearing your shit and drinking your right. shit. Howard Schultz, you son of a bitch. I, and this is the American Indian telling you right now. Mm. Get off our stolen property and give us some fucking free coffee, you asshole. All right. Anyway, the point of the matter is... is mm. Uh, Sean, why are you? Fu- but, but so this is all cult shit. Synanon is cult shit. It is cult stuff, and, and that's sh- why he likes it. Why does Sean like? Why he likes you- the idea of people being kidnapped against their will, wanting to get out. I think he wants, and they can't, and they're trying to like <laughs> they hid him from the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody <laughs> believes their lies. They're crazy. Like he likes all that. Yeah, why, Sean? What is it? I don't know. I think it's like uh, it's so it's so bizarre to see like people like stuck inside of something and like adopting a weird mentality <laughs> even and, though and trapping is, themselves even though people are telling them to get like vasectomies or whatever <laughs> and they're like oh yeah that seems like a great idea you know? right 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 it's like the one where the, like the one where the people all were waiting for the dude when like, they you love that balls one. cut off right like, you right that. the what ufo the fuck? Fuck? was jumping up and down when that was happening i remember his whole face was right that that just stop. nobody nuts. could believe no, that you crazy. actually said you were grateful they were dead yeah because you're like if anyone cuts yeah. their own balls off they shouldn't be alive yeah right there's something really weird yeah it's well, well, why, why? But so, wait a second. It's like group mentality. Yeah, it's how does so that? Ah, like nobody in a freaky. whole group was like, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't do this." Like this doesn't sound so kosher, right? right. Nobody, nobody. Everybody was just like, it's more of that fucking like. I think about Adolf Hitler. He got a whole 
fucking country country to do that shit. Right. To operate without fucking any. I was watching this thing, uh, totally unrelated. I get well, somewhat related, but they had a heart like one of these Harvard fucking experiments. Experiment, right? Where like they have a bunch of people in a in a room, like at a table, and they're like, "Oh, this is the answer to the math problem," and the one guy's not in on it, and everybody uh-huh. else is, uh-huh. and he's like, "Oh yeah, that seems that's an X, and it's totally not. It doesn't look anything like an X." <laughs> But or like, it does, oh, yeah, and they're telling him it isn't. I'm going to raise my hand that that's an X, too, when it's a completely a Z or whatever. <laughs> and but he agreed just because of the peer pressure. Yeah, just because the peer It's so bizarre how people get into that kind of thing. But why is that something on your radar? That's interesting. Like, do uh, you feel... I, think, I find it fascinating. No, no, I understand. Yeah. But now we're trying to understand the mechanics of the fascination. What's at the root of that? Uh, maybe an interest with, like... Uh, psychology or just sure but you think it's entertaining too it's yeah, it funny is it is entertaining. Wow. it's just wild better than a movie it's or fucking anything. wild i think it's like it's like uh i don't know i do i also have a fascination with um psychedelics right you do you weirdo that's true and unlocking like the like anything that has to do with the mind really kind of but but what is going on see like Part of me looks at Sean, right? I, I know his history, right? I don't I, know, doctor. Why don't you tell me? Oh, now he's getting mad. You see that? You see that? This is why I don't get into any of these groups because I'm the one that brings up the weird shit. And Bullshit. Then I, get kicked, I get kicked out. Oh, okay. Right. Look it. See this dude right here? I'm going to tell you why. One of the things. This is a oh, theory. here we go. Here we go. Shh. Get on the couch. Don't laugh. Scared little boy. Scared little <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. This is our sinning on game situation right now. We're going to get in a circle. And we're going to get real. Mm. All right. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. No, but Sean, I think because Sean is one of these guys, like if you if you take him to like a comedy show, mm-hmm. if you take Sean to a comedy show, 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 what'll happen? He won't laugh if it's not funny. He doesn't want to be one of the ones. Like swept up in a bullshit movement. He, in fact, prides himself in being able to discern when it's real and when it's bullshit. Keep mm. going. Like, he doesn't, dude, we're doing this thing, this documentary, all right? And one of the things that is coming through is that, like, at one point, King Salmon, right, thought he had mental telepathy. Right. He thought he had powers. Can he powers? And. Sean, and he said that Sean, he was frustrated with Sean. Matt said, King Salmon was like, I'm frustrated with Sean at that time because he wasn't really able to wrap his mind around what I was doing. Like, he never put his mind there, uh-huh. right? But then when we, I interviewed Sean about it, Sean was like, it sucked because he was trying to get me to co-sign his bullshit. And I knew it wasn't real. But I, and I would, he wanted me to be a fraud along with, with him. him. Yeah. Right. right? So to yeah. me, in my mind, I'm thinking. You feel think, disrespected at a kind of? I kind of do, yeah. Right. Like he's, he thinks. So little of you that. No, no. What is it? Say it. I mean. He thinks that you're that well, dumb. He's trying to, like, like it's almost like he's going to get arrested and he wants to pull me in to get arrested with him. And we've. And, and, and I've. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so I think that piece, now I don't know what this is exactly, but that's part of Sean's fascination with these cults because these fuckers are so weird and and you could get pulled into chopping off your own balls. Yeah, That that to him is... uh... That's his nightmare. That he's trapped in a groupthink that he didn't realize was a groupthink and now he's lost. You like like people brainwash shit on. I mean, other I like people's to, controlling other people. What do you I think like of Jim to, Jones? I mean, that's fucking hey, bro. That's interesting shit, yeah, right? Yeah. Interesting. Hey, listen, yeah. that Jim Jones shit was was nothing. That Jim Jones shit was 
was apple juice compared to Synanon. Right. Only the dude wouldn't have a plan to kill everybody. Uh, actually, no, he wasn't killing everyone in the organization. He was killing anyone who was trying to talk shit about it. Right. Dude. And they played this fucking Paul Morantz. I and mean, this guy, go on YouTube, look it up. He does these brilliant interviews. Cause he was, music. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> let right me out of here Yeah They won't let me out Man This is like Sybil soundtrack <laughs> They've got me chained to a bed I'm not yeah. crazy I'm not crazy <laughs> I'm your big the walls guy. you can hear You have lost your mind You can't trust yourself Yes We are the only authority Anyway Jim Jones like they did this thing before they drank the Kool-Aid where they were all talking and doing interviews and getting psyched up to kill themselves. And there's a tape of Jim Jones when his father gets up there, right? And he goes, I'm willing to die for you. I'm willing to die Jim for you. Jim Jones' father? No, a father. A father. Okay, gets up there, right? And then someone in the crowd goes, what about your daughter? She's 11. And he's like, no, 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 I'll, I'm dying in her place. Then the crowd starts chanting and he's like, okay, yes, my daughter too. Um, we're all going to die. My little girl. My 11-year-old little girl's going to die. With Christ. That's how crazy people can get Fuck. in a groupthink situation. An innocent 11-year-old kid. Got her fate decided. Even though her dad initially was like, nah, let's leave her out. And then instead it was like. Yeah, oh. and I remember like the deaths, there was a lot of little kids in it. Fuck. You know, a bunch of little kids. You know bro. what's, I mean, just fucking, fucking mind blowing also about this is that the leader, you know, they start off maybe on this plane where they're like, they kind of do care. Uh, yeah, they're right. doing something for, they, you know, they right, have right, some right, sort right, of right, right. I, That's in intent. a lot of things, bro, that it starts out initially with something good and it gets lost with the power it and the does, greed. Man. The fucking whole thing gets sick. And that that storyline is fucking incredible. Yeah, so the Synanon, when we do the deep dive into Synanon, I am going to break out. And I, you are a, like a West Side legend ancient, so it might not be new news to you, mm -hmm. Lux. But I will say, mm, nah. mm -hmm. but what I will say is that it's going to put into place a lot of weird shit that goes on today. And you'll realize, holy fuck, like Scientology. You'll we should have like, had Synanon on back. You'll be like, holy fuck, we should have ran with that. No. I'm going to say this is where everything went wrong, wrong. on the West Side. Mm, mm, with mm. New Age bullshit. Ooh. I'm not kidding, dude. I'm a listener. I'm telling you right now, at least to me, like nine-tenths of the weird yogi, holy fucking Native American quasi or aura fucking shaved head cognitive behavioral theory bullshit. I think it's all shit and it's ultimately aimed for the most part. I think people are just trying to fuck. This is it's like yeah, usually sex. Yeah, dude, you always hear. In fact, remember when Noah Levine, I guess that's how you say it. Right. Remember he talked he about said it, Levine. He remember that he said that that Tibetan monk was getting blowjobs. He also acknowledged how people that can start finding from a place of helping right how it gets the power and the whole thing gets people twisted i think he even said he got a little swept up breathing his own fucking drinking his own kool-aid right you know but may maybe that's back to what you said chumahan uh. and that's not dealing with the underlining issues right yeah and you build this whole thing up and somehow it all goes south. Right. Because there was some shit going on that you never dealt with. I mean, I and think you that's... You do all this work, or, 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 or who knows, man. But it's somehow, look at when we put people in the power. Right. How sick they get. How's a motherfucker like Putin got fucking 140 luxury cars? And six fucking mansions. And fucking like, well... like, a, like the sickness of it. They just... You know, a at a certain level, you got to ask yourself, what's the difference between the way Putin's trying to control Russia and some weird fucking cult? You got to ask yourself. Same, same guy. And in this, Charles Diedrich said, I know the magic sauce. I could run a country. I could run a state. I am one of those guys. I just happen to fucking get these knuckleheads. And I've got them all, whatever. And, you know, you think about it, and this is interesting what you say, that you don't deal with Putin, right? Because 
before Ukraine, the going line on Putin, the conventional wisdom was, that's a very smart, practical motherfucker. A lot of people were saying that. A lot of people even in this country were a little bit like, yeah, right? We should have a guy like Putin who can just cut through the bureaucratic red tape bullshit and get shit done. Absolutely. Now, and, and, and a president shaking his hand and being buddy-buddy with him helped that along as well. So this is what I'm saying. Because it's this insane. is... Both of them are insane. Well, it's interesting you say that because <clears throat> Pre- President Biden was the vice president during Obama. That's eight years that he was second banana in the fucking outfit, right? Dealing with all the international NATO bullshit. Then you get this weird fucking oddball comes out of left field. This fucking Trump beat out all the Republicans, right? And we're talking established Republicans. He goes in, beats them all out. Now he's the fucking Republican nominee. Doesn't matter he was a Democrat. Doesn't matter he was from New York. Doesn't matter that he's a fucking sex fiend. He was a Democrat? Yeah, he was, bro. Absolutely. He was a Democrat. Doesn't matter. He's never read the Bible. He was walking around with two of them all of a sudden, right? He beats out all these guys. Ted Cruz, all this fucking fucking Mitt Romney, all these fucking limp-wristed idiots. He beat them all out. But then it was like, okay, Hillary, no one likes her, but she's been in government. She's won everything. What? How is, she, how is he, this idiot going to beat her? On the way, the tape about grabbing women in the pussy drops, which should have killed it, right? didn't. And James Comey reopens the investigation into Hillary Clinton at a very key moment in her campaign. And that somehow validated or made her look like they're both Trump and her are cynical politicians. There's no Bernie Sanders and everybody doesn't whatever and Trump wins, right? Then what does Trump do? He meets with the Russians immediately. Fucking ink's not even dry on his fucking ballot. And he's already having lunches with big fat potato eating Russian motherfuckers, right? Right. Then, right, at some point through his presidency, he becomes close with Putin to the extent that if you're in Russia, you actually think you had a hand in electing Trump from fucking around. Right? Remember, Putin had all those fucking computer farms and all this shit, and, and now the, the government's investigating like the trolls and in the election fraud and all this shit. But if you look at the news fucking reports from Russia at the time, it was celebratory when Trump went in. It was kind of like we did influence it. I don't know if we caused it, but we certainly helped with the push. Then it's Trump and Putin talking. And remember this, bro. Trump started talking shit about NATO. Right? They're not paying their way and fuck NATO and all this shit. Everybody in the world had no idea what this unpredictable fucking orange fuck was going to do. And then he and Putin would be meeting without anybody taking notes or anything, which is like unheard of for leaders. You don't do shit like that. So he's meeting with the arch, 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 arch criminal of the century without any experts or counselors or anybody give them context of what's going on so we so technically and i don't know if this is even true we don't really know what was said between them but if you were putin right at around that time you would start to think you know what the united states is confused they're soft they don't got a stomach for the fight they're not gonna fuck with me if i got plans on ukraine and i'm gonna take it United States hasn't got the wherewithal to fuck with me. Are you kidding? Mm. In fact, a quarter of the United States love me. Mm. They think I'm a strong guy and mm. the president's my buddy. Mm-hmm. He goes out of office. All right. Now, Biden looks like a geriatric fucking breadstick that can't even talk and barely walk, right? He's like, and everyone's like, I don't even know if he can think, right? He's a, actually a perfect guy. Perfect guy. But remember, he was second banana during the Obama administration. Mm. So now he's running shit. And, in, and if you really look at what Biden's done, some of it isn't so much different than what Trump had started. Mm. Right? It's not. The stance towards China remains the same. 
And so if you were Putin, right, you might be thinking like, fuck it. I'm going to go into Ukraine right now. And when Biden pulls out of Afghanistan, remember, we left all this shit behind. It was a mess. People hanging from the wheels on a fucking thing. It right. looked like a clusterfuck. Right. And people were mad. Oh, and yeah. we had the insurrection, too, right? They made us look weak, too. And blew up the fucking thing. And right. so at some point... People at- perceived it as weak, and we ran like cowards, right? Right. And then all of a sudden... That's exactly right. And then all of a sudden, right, Putin's also getting on in years. I mean... Mm-hmm. He, Putin can say all the shit he wants to say. At, at some point, old man death is going to fucking peel his cap. Sure. And then it's all she wrote. Right. So are you going to be Putin the great or Putin the never was? So, right. So now he's thinking. And he's probably talking to all of his advisors. Probably 90% of them are afraid to tell him the truth. Right. Because right? they'll be executed. Right. They'll disappear. Right. My plan, guys, is to go into Ukraine. I'm going to reunite it with the country. I'm gonna, it's going to be fucking 40. USSR. 48-hour fucking victory, right? We might, we might walk backwards into it because we're so fucking good, right? What could the Ukraine do? Right. Okay? Yuri, what do you think? Well, I think it's a good idea, right? Mm. All, probably one. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. It is. <laughs> right. Putin, yes, Putin. Great plan, boss. Great plan. Great plan. Dictator. There was probably one guy in the very back, like Ivan, who was like, yeah, but what if we get... Before, and they're like, and he gets tackled and out the door, right? <laughs> right. It's just Gordon. And Everybody else was like... <laughs> Right, right, exactly. Be gone with him. Look at this boss. idiot. Yes, boss. boss. He's no good, He's boss. A fucking, right. And then you got to imagine that we got guys in the NSA and the CIA who've been looking at all of this. And they, and they remember the lesson from the last time we fucked with Russia mm-hmm. in Afghanistan by sucking them into Afghanistan and then supplying the Afghanistans, and then they drain the resources, energy, or whatever. Basically, Soviet Union, Vietnam. Yes. Now they're looking at the Ukraine, and they're probably telling fucking everyone there, they go, you know what? We're not going to go directly. We're going to let them extend themselves. Look at the roads. How are they going to get all those fucking tanks? They're going to have to go in one column like a bunch of fucking idiots. Which they are. Right, stumbling out of the restaurant like, like a couple Like a bunch of, of fucking hobos. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, and we've got, we've got our drones. We've got new drones. We've got missiles that shoot out. Sw- are, are you... Are you really going to unload this to the people right now? Uh, well, not the entire thing, but I'm just going to say this. In my mind, right? Mm-hmm. And this started say from it. when Old Blue Eyes, it, this whole line of thought started from a comment from Old Blue Eyes who said, do you think Putin actually thought that this would be cost as much, it would be as costly as a war? Did he actually contemplate it? And I said, of course he did. He just figured the probability that he'd get stuck like this was probably like 9%. He probably thought like, yeah, there's a chance that anything, anything's possible. Right. But the chances are we're going to crush Ukraine like grape. The, the chances of it being stretched out are not happening. Now, not only in 48 hours, but in four weeks. Right. He, he goes, listen, what do you mean? I've got Ch- Chechen death squads. I've got all these motherfuckers that I can pay for my rubles, my billions. And I don't fucking, all we got to do is take out this Zelensky, man. What's he doing? He's a fucking comedian. This guy was on Dancing with Stars. No way. I'm fucking put. I was raised in the KGB while this motherfucker was getting his diapers changed. You think he's, I've killed people in other countries. I fucking, the Orange Revolution, I made that guy's whole face look like beefy crumbles. And we're going to get the Zelensky's going to fucking do anything? What's right, he going to do? Right, And they got bogged down. When I were a month two. Zelensky's a hero. The United States hasn't committed anything other than like $800 million in a shit ton of Russian tank killing missiles. Did we gave those to them? Absolutely. And Germany's stance initially was we're not helping the Ukrainians, right? The way everybody in NATO looked was like they didn't care about Ukraine. Now all of a sudden everyone cares about Ukraine. So on the one hand you could say, well, Zelensky won this major social media PR campaign and now everybody feels embarrassed or it was always the plan. Putin would never have attacked if he had known how much support Ukraine is getting now. But he's overextended and he's stuck and he's caught. A dictator like him can't just surrender now. Right. He's in it to win it and that's going to fuck him up. And could a war 
of this size with a neighbor like Ukraine yeah. deplete on a very large level, deplete Russia as a whole? Yeah, I think so. I absolutely Their economy, like shit I really like that. Do. Really. Yeah, because the thing of it is, is there's a couple of things that are going on. Number one, um, their economy has really taken some serious hits from the <sighs> sanctions. Right. Right. Now, they weren't in a great place before the war started. Right. People don't realize that the California economy is bigger than the Russian one. <sighs> Damn, dude. Right. Guys, are you listening? California economy is bigger than all of Russia. Right. So all that shit that they're doing is bullshit. Secondly, right, the other piece of it, because you got all these oligarchs, right, these rich fucks that put and put in place, Mm -hmm. all their super yachts are being confiscated. We're talking $700 million yachts are getting confiscated in Europe now. They're all getting, and what are you going to do? You're going to try to fight Europe for your fucking boat? Right. I don't think so, dickwad. You're going to take it on the chin. With like a lot of other things, exactly. And we're gonna put these, these, these embargoes on you, embargoes, and and you're just they're taking all this on the chin, on the chin, on the chin, right? But you can't, you don't think they can really sustain this. And another thing that people don't really, that as Americans they don't really put out there, because you got to also remember that that um, war power or hard power, right? Your ability to attack somebody is a major factor. That's part of your strength. This is other thing called soft power which is also extremely important. And that means how are you going to win allies and how are you going to get guys to go along your way? Sure. Right? And when you think about it, and as much as I'm an American Indian, as much as this land was stolen, I'm still an American and I love this country for what it stands for, what it really stands for, not for what fuckers have fucked with it, but the real one, right? That idea, the American way, that's an actual thing that actually exists. I have never, and I've traveled this fucking shitball called Earth. Right? I've been to India. I've been to all these places. I've never heard anyone say, you know, I want to live the Russian way. That's the way to do it. Right, I've right, never even heard anyone right, say that about right, China. Right, right, and it's right. ain't against the people. I'm talking mm. about the government. So no one's ever said, boy, I sure can't get, wait to get into business the way the Chinese do it. You don't hear people going, um... Uh, America, uh, home of the free, America, fantastic. You don't hear them saying that about Russia. No, they don't. And you know what? If today the Soviet or Russians stopped, right? If they stopped that war, Ukraine would go back to being Ukraine. Russia would be Russia, right? Right. But if the Ukraine let go of their arms, Russia would take that shit away. Absolutely. Great point. Right. So so (laughs) I think... We got better AI systems to game out war games than everyone else. Yeah, and when you start hearing stories like the Russian fucking police are pulling people over, scrolling their phones right. about news. Right. When you start throwing that out there, now yeah. it becomes like, well, what what is this guy Putin really doing? Like, are he is he selling a lie to the country? Are they right? You know, it makes it look they've come up with some strategies in press to really push that dialogue or that narrative right really along bro like right. people hate people are looking at russia like hitler right Nazis, right this right point. and listen to this defense the his defense minister the guy that so-called guy that planned the ukraine invasion no one's heard from him he hasn't been seen live on television for at least three weeks somebody <laughs> that kind of is really down the rabbit hole now yeah that i know yeah and all their conversation to me is like everything down this rabbit hole now he tells me, he sent me some text message, and I don't know word for word, but basically he told me in a nutshell, he goes, uh, you know, this Ukrainian shit, the guy, is bullshit. He's an actor that America put in place. Right. And I thought about that, and I thought, that sounds crazy. But the more that I hear different stories, right? you know, there's probably a, there, I don't know, but just, I discarded that idea right. real early. But it might fit somewhere into something. Well, listen, I'll tell you this. Our last president was a reality star. Ronald Reagan was a fucking B-movie actor, actor, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger was a weightlifter slash actor (laughs) who became one of the greatest California... So, whatever that is, maybe. Now, does the United States, you know... Does the United States put its thumb on the scale in certain places to make shit out? Of course we do. Everybody's doing that. Yeah. Right. So... To lure Putin into another Vietnam, 
Get him locked down. Wow. Right? Have him waste a bunch of shit and kill two birds with one stone because China and Russia were teaming up. Like, hey, we're the new. Hey, we're the future. Now China's kind of like distancing themselves. We didn't have to do anything in Taiwan yet, right? We didn't get overcommitted. Right. Right. We still got our fucking flex ready in case China goes crazy in Taiwan. And then also we're funneling and propping up and helping to get our real friends in Australia beefed up because it's going to be all about the Pacific once this Putin shit dies now. And we're going back to China. And that's going to be a question of like, is it whatever it is, eight billion people going to beat 700 million people with the best technology in the world? How is that really going to shape up? When you read, when you really take a look at like the art of war, when you really look at like the real, real, real strategy is to win. Right. It's deception, right? It's a whole like, and the best is when you don't have to raise a hand. And the ultimate thing is like your enemy destroys themselves and you just stand back and watch. Right. And that is kind of what's going on in a way. That's exactly right. Now, I didn't have to move too many things. But I've got you so confused that you're actually killing yourself off. Right. You're wasting your own shekels. Right. That's exactly. an ultimate win when your enemy destroys itself. I mean, it's, look at Putin. He thinks the enemy right now is Ukraine. He's playing a game. He's way too deep. Now he's, he's way deep. in. There's no you way out. And any posturing by him you know, going forward... Isn't going to be taken seriously, right? Right. He's already right. now, he looks like he's off his rocker. He's discredited himself. He yeah. looks cra- That's it. He does. Look They've crazy. now put him in a light, right? Where it's like this dude's an insane dictator. Right. He's he, lost his mind. Right. right. He's so insane because it used to be like, well, maybe he's an. He might e- be smart. Well, that's exactly right. Exactly. You are right. Evil genius. Right. Okay. Well, he's an. Well, evil- yeah, but and they, yeah, but. He's you know, an evil genius. He's up to something. You don't right? like him because he does what? He doesn't bullshit. He just gets right down to it. <laughs> and now but it's that's like, the same bullshit that people were thinking when when Trump came into the country, right? And he's going to save this all by finance. And it's about a doctor. Yeah, he's, yeah, we need a businessman. Oh. But you know <laughs> what, Juman? Too man. I think Juman. You know all of what you're talking about right yeah. now. Yeah. There's a psychology to this. Along with the cult thing, it's all like a conversation that we're having that's all connected. Right. One thing is this, is if you look back and you go back to Hitler. Go ahead. There always seems to be people that, like timing is key, bro. Timing is key to this shit. And if there's a lot of people that are down and out and you can find or position the right scapegoat or they're just looking for something to believe in and you can slide in the right suggestion... You can get people to follow you. Like, I'm sure that the ones that all were waiting for the spaceship, those people were on the verge (laughs) of looking for somebody to tell them or looking for something to believe in their whole life. These guys, that guy was probably really good at finding people that were like, look at Jim Jones. He finds these people that were down and out and had some bad experiences. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they were looking for somebody to put it all in their hands. They want to be told what to do. That's why. That's it. That's it. And that's that's why this motherfucker is focused on cults. That's true. What were you going to say? That's why. I was going to say that's why pimps hang out at the Greyhound station. All right, exactly, wow. man. And you might not get all of you them. Heard, you and you know what? Him. You might throw a hundred fucking. Him. You might throw a hundred things at the wall. Maybe one of them stick. But you're fishing in the right zone right. where these lost souls pop up. Right. And some people are really good at it. Look at. They were just talking about it on this Playboy documentary that I'm watching. That's fantastic. Oh, you, right? you're watching that? Yeah. What's yeah. it called? And Hugh. Um, Secrets it's of like Mansion or Secrets right? of Playboy. Yeah. Oh, bro. Was it good? Oh, they already broke through that. Uh, 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 Hugh Hefner was gay, having a relationship the whole time yeah. with his partner. Oh, come yeah, on, man. The daughter. Bull. The daughters yeah, of yeah. the doctor came out and said, yeah, him and my dad had a physical relationship no, for no years. Way. Started off with threesomes and they started just doing their own thing. Because they probably got bored of all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Swing. It's all. But. I'm going to tell you that what they said was that Hugh Hefner, part of his psychology, was that he wanted women that either there was no father in their life. Right. So they would look to him and his buddies as father figures. Or 
it had really been a torn apart family with a lot of father issues. Right. Those women, he would be able to break down easier. Right. They would lean to him and turn to him for, they would trust him as a father figure. Man. He had that. And he so he knew girls coming from out of town were fuck with dreams, some fucked up little families. Those were the, the women he wanted. And God because damn. he could corrupt them easier and get them to do what they say. They'd want to, they'd want to make him happy or they'd want to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think Jim Jones might've been a type of guy that could do that at a bigger level. Right. And he had the whole, you know what I'm saying? Dude, if you listen to those Jim Jones fucking tapes, those people are out of their goddamn mind. And all you, colors. All yes. colors. Right. But even when you listen to him. I don't know if we're listening to him because we're listening to him and looking at him through the lens of no. what he did, no. or did it seem weird from the gate? Well, you would have been one of them people that have been like, no, yeah. fuck this yeah. dude. Yeah. That dude ain't right, dude. Yeah. There's there, something. there might have been a point in my time in my life where I might not have been able to see that, but where I am today... Of course. I'm telling you right now, and this is why. I'm telling you, this is why I'm an irritant. This is why I'm an annoyance. Because I really don't believe there's a real answer to everything. Chumahan has brought up something that he said a long time ago, and I believe this. And mm. I know it's going to sound fucked up, and people don't, aren't going to like it. Fuck it. You said from a long time ago, I don't fucking, I don't totally trust and buy into people that want to help kids all the time. Oh, Fuck like, There's yeah. something with adults. Now, my daughter, Sophia. Right. Not because she's my daughter. Right. But from when she was little, she yeah. just naturally, little kids gravitate. Right. She has a real desire to help children. Right. Like authentic, right? Right, authentic. It's different. It is. Than some things, and I question it. And why is it that in that community, there's always a lot of way out shit going on? These youth directors, priests. Because. Like all because, bro, because wherever the, the prey is at, the predators come. Yes. Hmm. A lot of innocence with kids, man. Well, you said it. It's, yeah. It's what it is, man. And, and, and I think if people thought more wow. like that and were more cautious like that, we had a lot less shit going on in our world. Because hey. people, I don't like, hey, brother, me and my ex-wife, I'm just going to say this, real conscious with who our kids were with. Right. Didn't matter if it was a family member, man. I'm looking at the whole picture. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Oh, listen, I talked to my wife. I can't remember who we were talking about. What the fuck? Boy, I wish I could remember that. But I told her straight up. I'm like, there's something wrong with that person. She's like, why? Because right. on the surface, it was kind of normal. But there was a couple of key pieces of things that they were doing that I definitely was like, that doesn't add up. What they just said does not the fuck. And how we are never leaving our kids with some relative just to save money and not hire a fucking. Get what I'm saying? But this is what people are doing with their lives. They want to turn off responsibility for making a decision onto somebody that tells them, I'm going to handle it for you. Don't worry. You don't have to think anymore. All you got to do is eat my ass. If you yeah, eat, my, eat ass, my ass, and then you, on a bus stop, right? In, exactly. <laughs> in broad right? daylight. In, in broad, broad daylight. daylight. Right. If you do that, then we're good. I'll take care of everything else. You don't have to work. You don't have to think about the hard decisions. You don't have to fucking think for yourself. You don't have to fucking take responsibility. Accountability, bro. There's more damage done in this world because people don't want to be accountable for the decisions they make. If someone else is willing to take the blame, then they'll walk through all the fucking Man, this is a great show, you guys. It's a fucking great show. Let me, Ovando Bowen, LLP. I don't know everything, but I know the law. And I'll tell you this, man. I will fucking hold those people accountable, put their feet in the fire, and then scalp their ass. So hit me up. Man, it's going to be a class action shoot. Movemental.media, www.movemental.media. But more huh. importantly, huh. www.hardluckshow.com. That's right, yeah. baby. That's right, baby. That's right. We're talking about LA Crime Mixtape. We're talking about The Art of War audiobook. Right. Dude, interpreted through the streets. Through the, the books of knowledge from our boy Chumahan. Hold on. Yep. Hold Amazing. on. Amazing. Schmidt is coming through. Sh- right. Schmidt is coming through. No, he's not. Schmidt is coming through. And he's got one thing to say. Hey, stop being stupid and go to the Hard Luck Show 
Com. Yeah. yeah! And I'm telling you, next week, you're going to look up for that new mixtape. It's yeah. the Proto episode. Oh, Proto the early one. coming up. Come the on. fucking primordial soup, the chaos primordial that gave birth soup. to the hard luxury. Right. Go to www.supermaxhardware.com. Uh, we have a sale going on right now. Get your gear 30% off. And we're getting ready to drop some summer goods. Uh, cookies, sf.com, vibespapers.com, estevanorio.com. Right. Candle buds. Go get some good candles, candlebuds.com. Listen, you guys. And listen to Harlock Show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And Pulpo Beard Oil. Pulpo Beard right. Oil, one That's of our it. sponsors. That's it, baby. Um, shout out Lepke, Pulpo Soul Assassins, Beard and my kids, City of Santa Monica. Yeah. PYFC. Alex, Alex and Oscar. Oscar. Man we of love the people. You guys. Man of the people. Like we do about this time. It's adios, amigos. This is the hard luck show, motherfucker. Listen to the hard luck show, motherfucker. Baruch Gatar Adonai Alahenu Melachalon Hitchaser Kitsusenu Mitzed. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.